Hey everyone, welcome back to the Coach Paul Show, or the CPS as it's called on the streets. And happy holiday week for all of you. Fourth of July week in America and happy Canadian Independence Day to all the listeners in Saskatchewan out there. I know you're listening. So this is the episode that almost didn't happen, had a lot going on in life, and it is a holiday week. So I did make a commitment to myself, uh, maybe 10, 11 weeks ago, to put an episode out every week. So that's why I am doing this shorter but hopefully meaningful episode anyways, despite the fact that I really had to motivate myself to get on the mic this week. Thank you once again, as always, for coming to become educated, empowered, and entertained. Just want to throw back out there that my life coaching has been going well earlier on in a one of my first episodes, I just made a comment that I'm starting this life coaching program and I need some guinea pigs to be my life coaching clients that I can actually coach for free just to kind of get up to 20 hours is what I need to finish my certification. And the sessions that I've been doing already have been going very well, have a lot of good feedback for people that might not know what life coaching is, it is not therapy. It is not me being a consultant to you and telling you what to do. It's more asking, guiding questions, feeling feeling you out, figuring out in your life what could be missing or what could be better or optimized and helping you come up with your own solution. I might just kind of be like the person asking the questions that gets you on your own roadmap to your success, if that makes any sense. So you're setting the agenda, you're setting your own goals. I might just be the person there to help design the questions and hold you accountable to make whatever progress you want in your life. And this can be done in person or via a Zoom chat. This is something that you say, oh, free life coaching, what a great opportunity. If this is something that you might want for your life, don't hesitate to text me, email me and say, Put me in, coach. I would love to help you get your certification, which is coming this October. But like I said, I do need those 20 unsupervised coaching hours, and I already have about five or six, so a dozen or so more to get to the finish line. Just having that one-hour conversation face-to-face with no distractions is very rewarding. I would say it's hard to put a word around it that really says how each of us feel at the end of the session, but in this very distracted world that we live in, just to sit down, talk about life and goals, truly deeply listen to each other and build off of ideas has been extremely rewarding for both coach and coachee. Okay, enough plug about life coaching. We'll get into the episode, and if I can be, just take a moment and just be kind of transparent and authentic. I've had in the past week some of the hardest days of my life and some of the best days of my life, all in the span of really just a few days. So I am dog-sitting for a family up in Milton. I've been dog-sitting for this family for, gosh, about 13 or 14 years. Their dogs are 17 years old almost. And as I was watching the dog, uh, as watching the dogs, on the third day of watching them, one of the dogs actually passed away. It was very sad having to make that phone call to the family. Um, you know, that's a great life for a dog. A lot of positivity to go around with 17 years of love that this dog was able to give the family. But still, it was just very hard to be there uh, in the front row seat witnessing that. So that 
has impacted me a lot emotionally, and that's one of the reasons why it was tough for me to get up and get on the microphone this week, but trying to see as a positive, you know, all the good things, it's such a long life for a dog. But it just kind of reminded me of the fragility of life and the fact that, you know, one day everyone will pass on and what do you as a person want to pass on to the world? you know, after you're gone, what is your legacy going to be? So I've, you know, kind of thought about that a lot this past week. And one of the highlights of my summer of every summer is the Peachtree Road Race down in Atlanta on July 4th. So the day after the dog passed away was the Peachtree Road Race. So a lot weighing on my mind, but that's also probably my favorite day of the year. It's like Christmas Day for runners, seeing 50,000 of the running community all united in 6.2 miles of shared suffering. So that was really the boost and the spark I needed of I'm with my people, whether it was, whether I knew you or not, it's still my running family, my running community, and seeing so many people that I knew at the finish line and then running back to about mile five where there's a really tough hill and cheering on all the people who were just like slow jogging and walking was almost for me more fun than the race itself. Just seeing everyone out there trying all shapes, all sizes, all ages was unbelievable. And I was really inspired to see people with the shirts on this. Oh, this is my 42nd peach tree in a row or, and everyone gathers in, Piedmont Park to share their war stories of how when they hit Heartbreak Hill and the humidity, they just suffered a little bit more, but they pushed through anyways with all the screaming fans and supporters and the people on uh, Heartbreak Hill at the Shepherd Center giving out free sweatbands and misters on the road, like spraying you down with water. So there is such a community and support to get you through to the finish line. If you've never done the Peachtree Road Race and you live in the Atlanta area, and even if you're not a runner, I know many of my friends who aren't runners, but they'll go out there and just walk the race. It is a fantastic time. Atlanta Track Club does an incredible job putting that race on. So just wanted to plug the Peachtree Road Race, largest 10K in the world. As I've had time to reflect on the deep sadness I felt after the dog's passing, and then the deep joy I felt being surrounded by my friends in Atlanta, pushing my body to its limits in a 10K race, I'm reminded that life's most beautiful moments come in the way of community, of smiling when a slobbery dog licks your face to show its appreciation, of the simple joy of even a dog walk in nature. Life's greatest memories come from doing and being and interacting and learning and being there for one another. There are so many easy and convenient ways to distract ourselves from life and from having open and honest conversations with each other. The amount of people that I witness, young and old, at a table together at a restaurant on their phones is kind of upsetting. They got up out of the house to go out and do something fun, and then they wind up on technology for the majority of the time. Not to say that I haven't ever done it, but creating a stronger human connection, I feel, involves sharing our life experiences, our past regrets, our future hopes, or maybe just a joke or a story. But all that can't start until you are really truly present with someone, and you really take the time to listen to them when you're there together.
So in this week's short episode, I want to leave everyone with a challenge to either reach out to a friend or family member that you've kind of been neglecting to talk to for whatever reason, it doesn't really matter, but just to pause the podcast or right at the end of this episode to either send them a text, an email, a quick, hey, how you doing? You can even go the old school route and put a letter in the mail. That would really be a fun way to connect. But the simplest road is always the best one to take when you've been neglecting something. So it might just be a simple like 10 seconds. I'm going to text this person just to say you appreciate them. You want to reconnect with them. Hey, can we go out and have a drink or get something to eat later and reconnect with someone in your life that maybe it's a cousin that you really feel like, oh man, it's been five, 10 years. I really need to talk to this person. The other challenge that I have is to do something new, different, learn something new or different. I've been trying to invigorate some kind of yoga practice into my life, some agility, mobility things. As I'm getting ever closer to 40 years old, I'm trying to come up with ways that keep my body guessing, keep my body moving in ways that I don't normally like even if it's like a different machine at the gym that you don't normally use or a new sport like pickleball or rowing or kayaking or something that you would never normally do, just dive into life, connect with people. That is what truly matters. And I hope that in the last four or five weeks of summer, you have some time to do something like this. And I think you'll see what a rewarding experience it can be to have these, I'll call them campfire moments where you're talking about the stories of your life. Maybe you are even gathered around a campfire with friends. I think there's a deep-seated, how do I say this, almost like a caveman type experience of getting back to our true roots as humans, connecting with each other, being there for one another, and above all, approaching everyone you meet in an empathetic way because you don't know what people are ever going through. So if you can meet people with compassion and empathy, it is truly a beautiful way to live. And before I sign out today, I did want to give just a little bit of brief background on my little outro tagline that some of you have mentioned, the go be the light for someone else, go be the light for yourself. When I was first substitute teaching to kind of test the waters to see if I wanted to be a school teacher or not, which I'm in my fourth year of teaching now, so all good right now. But the Go Be the Light is kind of from, I've seen it on a few teachers' walls that just said to be the person that you wish you had when you were growing up. So as a teacher, as a coach, as a friend, as a mentor, I keep those words always in the back of my mind. That's kind of like my life motto of just to be the person for others that you wish you had when you were growing up. It's a good thing for me to live my life by. It resonates with me. You may have something else for yourself, but that is why I say, go be the light for someone else. Go be the light for yourself. Make sure to tune in next week where I have my very famous running friend, Lucy, She helps us coach the Junior Cougars. She embraced me into her local running club, which she calls the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses because we run on Jones Bridge Road so much. She is pure joy and energy, 
and I want to find out what inspires her and makes her tick. The show has been in need of a female touch, something that I recognized. So please tune in to next Thursday's episode as well. Have a great rest of the week. Hopefully you're celebrating the holiday with your friends and family. Be fully present with them and cherish every moment. Life is fragile. Life is beautiful. So go be the light for someone else. Go be the light for yourself.